Welcome back to another episode of Fast and Move Pod. I'm your host, Dominic, of course, joined by my co-host, Aaron. How are you doing, bro? I'm good, bro. How are you? Good, man. Good. Um, let's get straight into it. Another week of football to discuss. And uh, there's no nowhere else to start than the biggest game in, of the weekend in the Premier League. Uh, Man City versus Chelsea. 1-1 draw. Um, at the had chat to me, bro. From a, from a City's perspective, how do you see this game? Because that's now... Well, I think that's only only one win against the top six this season. Harlem missed a bunch of chances in this game. Talk to you, man. What, what do you think of City's performance? Bro, it's crazy. I can't lie. I'm ah, oh, I can't. I don't even want to look at my tweets, bro. Like it's ah, oh, it's crazy. I don't know, man. It's it's the same. It feels like the same thing every game, bro. But I don't know. So far, we're we're going in the right direction when it comes to like points tally. But things like this is just, I, I don't know, like people were looking at the, the table and saying, oh, like City have like two games in hand and like, they're going first. And I was thinking, yeah, like we are going first. And then we just come and play like this. Like, I don't know, man, to me, it's just, it feels, I don't know, it, I don't want to say like cowardly, but like it just feels like we haven't played well in any of like the bigger games this season, apart from against you guys. That's literally the only game we've played and, well. And that, that's a very poor United team. Well. <laughs> yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. Like, like in that game, we had basically our full strength side. Bernardo Silva played like a masterclass. Like, that that was a real... Like, I think Stones, Guardiola, Diaz and Akanji all played that game. Like, it was literally mm. like our, our best 11, basically, except for, uh, obviously, De Bruyne. And it's like, I don't know. Like, if that's our only good performance out of all the big... Big games we played, even when we played Aston Villa, we didn't play well. Like, I don't know, man. It, it just feels like to me, we haven't been we haven't been that good. Like, and it feels like it's the setup, uh, which is something I complain about quite a bit. It's just like we go into games and it's like we don't try to win. Like, for example, uh, we played Brentford a few days a few days later, but we played Brentford like two weeks ago, and Foden scored a hat trick in midfield. He hasn't played midfield since. Like since, that game, yeah. since that game, he hasn't played midfield. Like he's just been stuck on the wing, and it just feels like, as I said, it feels like kind of like we don't go into games with the mentality of let's be brave, let's go win. Like fair enough. Like the the game against who was it? Aston Villa. That was an away an away game with injuries, whatever. Cool. I didn't like the way it was coached, but whatever. Cool. Um, but. We played at home against Liverpool. Liverpool, you can argue they're a tough side, but I think we played them off the park that game and, and we just played like like we were outplaying them. Like we had the potential to take the game and we just didn't. And it feels like against Chelsea, when I was watching that game, I was thinking, bro, they should be up like 3 0 already. Like yeah, that's there was so, so many chances. Like the setup doesn't make sense to me. You have Alvarez, who's a striker, he's always played striker, playing next to Rodri in the midfield as if he's, like, Ilkay Gundogan or something. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, I don't know. It just kept on exploiting that that sort of left-hand side of, like, um, I think Doku, Alvarez, and Ake was kind of, like, the left-hand side in that game. And it's, like, when we pressed, we pressed really high and they just play through it because those players are not really, in terms of, like, technical ability, they're not the most technical. And in terms of, like, just general, like, decision-making, they're not the best when it comes to decision making either. And it just felt like Palmer would just get the ball and play down the line. I think Gusto messed up a pass to Jackson and and he scuffed it one time. And then there's another time they went through, and I think it was offside. 
it's just the same things. It's literally just the same things every single time. Like, I don't know. It really, it really rattled me, not going to lie. But it was like, I think it's it's kind of, this, this is kind of like a sign, I guess. It's like, we're not going to change because we've played like this and we're not getting, like, the results we want. Oh, I guess we are getting the results we want because we're second. But it's like, we're not getting, like, we're not playing well, if that makes sense. Like, we're not playing how we're intending to play. And it seems like we're not changing anything really in the game. So it feels like we're going to stick with this this sort of setup that we've got going on right now. And I don't know, like literally the game um, was, we managed to salvage a point at home, which is crazy against Chelsea. Like who, their best player is literally someone who was on the bench for us. Like he couldn't even play, play minutes for us. Like Cole Palmer hmm. was, like, it doesn't make sense. Like that's their best player. And we're playing at the Etihad and we can't like, comfortably get a win against them it's crazy like our, our the only way we literally salvaged points was through a Rodri deflected goal which is just like kind of been the kind of been like the common theme this season it's just been like um we set up we play bad in games and then individual brilliance will win or something for example Foden in a few games you've had Alvarez in a few games where he's been playing like in this game he played quite bad um in my opinion like he didn't but, but it's not it's not something I would put against him because he's just not a midfielder, he's a striker. And mm. it's like, he's been doing that for a lot of the season, but it's like, he's struggling in midfield, but then he'll get the ball in the situation and he'll just score. Like, he'll, he'll be helping us get the points and get the wins. But it's like, you can see clearly, like, this is not what's intended. Like, he's really struggling there and yeah. pers- persisting with it. So I, I don't know. It's soon, soon going to be March and... We're going to have th- this period from, uh, I think, the end of January till now. It's been sort of like our easy period. Um, but it's soon going to be March. We're going to play, I think, Liverpool and Arsenal in that month. And it's just, it's, it's I don't know, we're going to see what we're really made of. Because if we can't get wins in in the big games, and it comes to the big games in the run I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, it's, we're, now we're going to see what's really going on. We're going to see who's really who's really on what. Because honestly, I, I don't know, man. Um. I, I don't know. I thought this was the game where, you know, it could be sort of like our statement, I guess, like, you know, the, the start of like a winning run or something. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's an interesting one, though, because you say, obviously, you weren't really you weren't really happy with the performance. But I mean, you look at it and Erling Haaland had like three or four chances on on mm. Sunday or Saturday, sorry, to score. Like mm. I think I think what three or four no three three of them yeah, were headers. Three like, headers really, yeah. You should you should have put on target at the very least. And I don't know. A lot of people have been saying that this season he's not been he's not been as good as he was last season. Mm. And like of course he's still he's he's still top scorer in the Premier League. Like he's still yeah. the best striker in the league. But because of the standard that he set last season, that anything that's a slight drop off is going to be looked at as like a like what's happened mm. type thing. But I don't know. Is that is that kind of worrying for you because of course in a game like this that's something that makes a difference do you know what i mean it's literally the difference between one point and three points in a game like yeah. this and he, he he could have come away with two or three goals to uh on, on side easily yeah um i i never like i never worry about harlan because I, I like harlan's one of my favorite players like i love harlan so i never really worry mm-hmm. about him and his production like even that is like this is like his worst season like when you look at statistically all of his seasons in his career 
this is like the only one where he's underperforming his XG. All the other ones are like mm. overperforming by like two goals or something like. Like he's he's always like on it, and I don't know. I he, I saw the the chances he he had that he missed obviously, but to me I I kind of give him a pass because of the setup. Like we don't play to his strengths at all. For example, all three of like the biggest chances he should probably do do better with them, but his like biggest weakness is his heading. That's like his in his yeah. whole game. That's biggest weakness. Like it's way worse than like his first touch or whatever. Is that he can't head the ball properly. Like. I think when he was at Molde, Ole was like training him on like heading. He was like, yeah. bro, like you can't head the ball. Like you need to learn how to head the ball because he just can't do it. He's just, I don't know, always been sort of relying on like his pace and stuff and his finishing. And I don't know, I feel like like having the best striker in the world and like you're, and you're playing directly to his biggest weakness, which is like high balls into the box, like whipping in high balls. Like to me, it just doesn't feel like, it, it feels like it's like counterintuitive. Like, like, mm. before, you used to see Man City play with a lot of cutbacks, for example. Like, we'll go to wide areas, some make the underlap and just cut it back, and then Harlan will be there to, like, put it home or something. But I don't mm. know. It, feel, it feels like now, like, you don't see that anymore. Like, the whole game, I don't think we really saw, like, any of that. It was just mainly just crossing the ball in and, and hoping that he can get, get his head on it. And I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm not really worried about him, because I know, as seen in, like, the following game against Brentford, um, he, or against uh, Everton when he went against Brantford, like you give him the ball in transition, or you give him the ball where he can take it with his feet, and he will score. Like most of the time, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just it's just a case of actually giving him the ball in the right situations. And I don't deny that he's he's been really like in a in a bad in a bad slump this season because he has. But I feel like in these sorts of like bad slumps and bad moments which happen in players' careers, you have to sort of give them like a like a bit of I don't know. You have to give them sort of like support to help them, like a push in the right direction. And I feel like he's not getting that in the moment. So it's just been a thing of um, just he's going to just shoot his way out of it. And that's that's what's going to happen. And from Pep's comments where he's saying stuff like, I don't have advice to give to Haaland because like he, he scores like all these goals. Like you can't give him advice that like he will score. It seems like yeah. he's just going to have to like keep pushing through it and eventually it will come back to him. Do you know what I mean? So mm. yeah, it's... That's what it is right now, to be fair. Yeah, no, fair enough. But but let's talk about Chelsea um, mm. on the other hand, because I feel like it, it was a it was a good performance from them. I have to give Poch credit on one hand, but then I feel like he undid yeah all of his hard work with his substitutions. But I think initially the way that um, they set up was really good in terms of nullifying what you guys like to do. Um, with obviously your two times in the game, it was Alvarez and KDB. I liked how Gusto was really good on on Doku. I thought he was really yeah. aggressive on him, and then um, that gap between him and Zasasi would, would open up. Alvarez would try and get in there, and Caicedo was always there to kind of stop it. And KDB, obviously, he's, he's your best player. He likes to roam around the pitch. He has a license to do that. But even when he would come over to the left hand side, it's like create that overload. Enzo would would follow over and stop it from being like a overload overloaded situation on that side. So I thought that Poch set up Chelsea very well in terms of defending what you guys tried to do. But then he made the switch to, to five at the back in the in the second half thing in the 70th minute, he took off Palmer for um yeah. Chalabar. And I think that I think those were that was Chalabar's first game this season. Yeah, in a while. Yeah. He got injured, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 And then I thought from then you guys really just started um 
targeting like the back post and that's kind of where the goal came from Walker's shot from the back post and it dropped to Rodri but I thought mm. Chelsea's start was was good for the majority of the game and did um it did do them enough to to win the game they had loads of chances on the counter um and yeah I think Sterling Sterling should have scored two Jackson had a good chance as well um but yeah what, what do you think of Chelsea and Poch's Poch's setup in that game I thought they'd done well in like for like the first like for majority of the game to be fair until the subs obviously but mm, I don't know like like I thought they'd done well like they'd done the best they could do my thing was just like like we should have been able to like completely outdo that do you know what I mean but in terms yeah. of their their actual setup I thought they'd done well I thought Casado should have been off actually I thought he should have had a oh yeah because no. he had he like, did, a few yellow opportunities half. yeah he had a few opportunities where it should be like I'm pretty sure he did get a yellow if I remember correctly and then he yeah. should have been given a second one, but he didn't. Um, but yeah, no, he he generally did play well. Um, De Sassi as well. I think he done he done quite yeah. well. And one of the saddest things, one of the <laughs> one of the saddest things that hurts my chest is that Enzo Fernandez, right? Who's like notoriously one of like the worst like defensive players. So like he's quite like he's not really like just he's not a defensive player. Like his awareness or his dueling is not good. He was winning. He was beating us in duels. Like he was winning duels against us, like comfortably, and he's celebrating and stuff. I'm just like, bro, like we're at home. Like, what? <laughs> what is this? Like, I don't know, man. But shout out to him, man. Like, fair, fair enough, man. Like, if 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 he's winning duels, a guy who doesn't really win duels, then fairs. And I think at that point, then they deserve something from the game, honestly. Because. Mm. But I thought they really did did um in terms of like in possession, especially in the first half, I thought they did really well to sort of beat us in like they were playing out from the back a few times and we were yeah. pressing, we put like four men on the edge of their box, pressing really high, and they'll just play it into Palmer, who would just play like a nice little ball. Or I think there was one time where Chua had it and like our back line was so high. I think Sterling was in behind basically. And I think he just messed up the pass. But they played really well, like to play through our press, like. They played really, really well in possession, especially in the first half. And I don't know, man. On another day, maybe Gusto Gusto's pass is a bit better, or Jackson's takes the ball first time and shoots, or it's Sterling instead of Jackson there and he scores. Like, who knows? And on another day, they could have been like two 0 up within like the first thirty minutes, and then it becomes a really serious, serious situation. So I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah, no, it's a it's a weird one for Chelsea because they they tend to. Well, under Poch, anyway, they've had performances like he's in big games this season. Like, I think back to Liverpool at the beginning of the season. Um, mm. I think it was a 1-1 at Stamford Bridge, mm. where they, against the big teams, they can put together, like, a, a decent, coherent performance. But it's it's the other games where they kind of, where it kind of all falls apart. Obviously, they do have a big game coming up this weekend. Um, Carabao Cup final against Liverpool. What What do you think of their chances going into that game? Because... I mean, if they play, if they play the way they did against you guys, surely you know. I mean, they could, they could get something. They could be something on the card, especially with the injuries Liverpool have. I don't know because Salah's back. That kind of changes things for me. But, mm. but I don't know. I know. I do know Allison's out. I've, I've seen yeah. that Allison's out until April, so he's missing. He's missing um, our game as well. So I don't know. It depends if the injuries catch up to them. I need to see if Darwin's playing or not. I'm not sure if. If he's gonna mm. be fit or not, because he that that's quite a big thing when it comes to like Liverpool's attackers. Like he's the only one with that real sort of proper pace in behind, and Salah yeah. has sort of become less of a. Mm, I don't want to say less direct, but it feels like Salah's become like more 
more of like a, a ball to feet sort of playmaker in a, in a sense. Um, he really thrives off having someone like Darwin who will make those runs in behind. And I feel like he doesn't get that same sort of thing with like Gakpo, Jota and Diaz, for example. So I don't know. It, it depends if Darwin's fit and and I don't know. Because we, we did see them play like, like what, two weeks ago or something? And you saw yeah, how Liverpool... Liverpool, Liverpool yeah. washed them. So and the Nunes caused them loads of, loads of problems there. So yeah, a few back could be yeah. a repeat. It def- yeah, it definitely depends on on injuries and stuff and who's actually fit for the game. But I don't know. If you ask me right now, like, who's winning, I'd go something like 3-1, 3-1 Liverpool, not going to lie. I, I'd mm. go strong 3-1 Liverpool. No, that's fair. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Chelsea could do something. I don't know. Power World Cup, that's their heritage, man. Heritage trophy. Jose did it for them back in the day. I don't know. I feel like I feel like on a one-off game, like with the injuries mm. Liverpool have, Kelleher mistake or something like that, like a, a, a one nil cheeky nick it. But mm-hmm. I can uh, see it, I can see it. But um yeah, did you want to talk about um your city's midweek game quickly or um yeah C- City Brentford is was kind of mm, I guess kind of the same thing to be honest. Um I'm not even sure what the I can't even remember the score. I don't know, like whenever we have midweek games, I, I start to get the score. I just remember Haaland scored one. The winds are just so light, you don't even know. Yeah, Harlan scored one. Rodri put on another masterclass, I remember that. Also, big shout-out to, to Akanji. Um, and Bob got his first Premier League start, I remember that. Bob Bob was really yeah. good in this game, actually. He got subbed, which made me sad, because it, it didn't really make sense for him to get subbed. Like, Bernardo Silva was playing way worse. Alvarez was playing way worse. Affairs, isn't it? But yeah, Bob Bob gave us gave us something different, something we've kind of been missing this season. Um, in terms of just like his his technical ability and like being able to play those little passes like um in between two players into like the half spaces for for someone to like run into the box and stuff. Like he's really good at that. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a solid performance to be fair. Really, really solid performance. Foden, some nice, some nice, some nice tricks on display, but he really should have bagged him. Yeah. Really should have backed, mm. but yeah, it was overall good performance. It's just, I don't know, it's it's kind of sad that whenever we play this Brentford team, their goalkeeper turns into Neuer. Like it's it's crazy. <laughs> he, dropped, he dropped like his best performance against us two weeks ago, and then yeah, again yeah, now. yeah, I saw like, that. It's I don't know, it's crazy, but mm. fair enough. Um, fair enough to to Brentford. I mean, they they played well, I guess. Um, they also played against. Liverpool, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool yeah. being four one on the weekend. Yeah. You catching that game? Uh little bits here and there. Obviously yeah. saw the goal. Um the, the one that kind of was making waves. Darwin Nunes is opener, I believe. Great. Finish. Great the finish. chip, yeah. Out, outrageous finish, I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, Michael Owen uh <coughs> tweeted after the game or during the game talking about how essentially he shouldn't have done that finish in that in that mm. position. It's a risky finish. It only works according to him once or twice out of ten. Whereas if you round the goalkeeper, you slot it. It's more of a four or five out of ten. Yeah. And pe- people were cooking him on Twitter because Nunes scores, so it shouldn't really matter. And I, on, on one hand, I hear it, but what, what what do you think of the what do you think of the right, the whole this, situation? <laughs> it's crazy, you know, bro. Guys are guys are trying to tell Michael Owen about finishing. Michael Owen, 
Bro, we're losing recipes, man. How can we be <laughs> telling Michael Owen about finishing? Like, come on, man. Nah, honestly, I, I don't know, man. Like, I definitely agree with him. Like, it's a beautiful finish, which is literally what he said. Like, it's a great finish. But it's just, it's such a risky finish that it, and he, he said it, this basically is, is kind of, like, he kind of attributed it to, like, this is this is why Nunes isn't really doing as well as as he should be. And he was kind mm-hmm. of saying, like, like like a I don't know like a different striker or maybe a better striker or whatever or just I don't know like a normal striker I guess like he was basically trying to say like you shouldn't be doing it like you should just be slotting it away um because that finish is so unbelievably hard and he's right like that like it yeah. is a wonderful finish but it's like that's so risky like I didn't even think it was going in like I thought it was going to hit the bar or something and then it just fell in and I think Nunes like responded on Twitter, just like posting the video of the goal or something. I was like, Wait, this guy, this guy's not learning, man. He's he's not gonna learn. But, but fair enough, in that he scored, I guess. But I definitely agree with, with Owen. Like, I feel like it, it is like an unreasonably hard finish. Like there was there was no need for it, but fair, isn't it? Like this is this is what we watch football for, isn't it? So yeah, I think I think on one hand, do you know what I mean? If if it goes in, you can't tell him anything. Do you know what I mean? So God, at the end of the day, he did what he was supposed to do. But I yeah. think as well. You can like it. It shows clearly that he's confident because he's one on one the whole length of the whole half of the pitch almost to himself. Like he can do any type of finish in that moment, and that's the one that just came to him naturally, and he scored it. So yeah. you know, what I mean, fair enough. But I do definitely hear what Michael is saying. Like, I mean, he's he's right. That is a more risky finish, and mm. it's it's probably a safer bet if you round the goalkeeper if you if you're slower past him, but. As I said, if it if it goes in, it goes in. It shows that he's confident. So, I mean, that that can only be a good thing for for Liverpool fans. But yeah, did you did you catch the the rest of the game? What did you make of it? Salah uh, came on, got a, got a goal, <clears throat> as he does. I think he got an assist as well. You know, can't lie. Yeah, goal and assist. Yeah, the defending yeah. for that was terrible. Though. I saw I saw that, that. It hurt me, man. It really hurt me because we play against them. They play their best defensive performance ever, <laughs> and then they they play against us every set piece. They literally leave one man back on every set piece. And that's literally how Nunes scored his goal. I think it was Jota versus like one guy and he just heads it to, to Darwin, I think, and Darwin's one-on-one. Like it's I don't know, but fair fair place to live for. I didn't catch the the I think I didn't catch the second half, but I just seen some of the goals and yeah. Fair play in it. They're, they're top of the league, trophy opportunity. And yeah, they're I don't know, they're building momentum right now. And they I think they played against Luton as well, but I didn't catch that game either. Yeah, yeah. Four four one win against Luton. They went one nil down. It was looking looking a little bit hairy, but they yeah. came back and they done it. And that's kind of been that's kind of been the story of Liverpool, to be honest, this season. They just they just score and they keep scoring. But yeah. I mean one one thing that could potentially halt them is obviously their injuries. Um I think it's mm-hmm. so you said Salah's coming back for the Carabao Cup final. Yeah. yeah. Um but Jota's out. Nunes came off in that J- game. Jota's out injured. for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, Jota's not two weeks, sorry, two months, two months. Two months? Okay. Yeah, two months, two months. Nunes came off like, injured against Brentford. Allison's out until April. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Jones is out. Trent's out Ooh, as well still. Yeah, I forgot Curtis Jones. Oof. And, and Sabozla as well is out. So the 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 options are are a little light. I think against against Luton it was it was Diaz, Gakpo and Elliot uh, as a front three. Front three, yeah. And, and then, and then Endo, yeah, and then it was Endo, uh, Gravenberch, and McAllister made feel free. 
Yeah. And uh, it looks like that might be what they're what they're going to have to rock for the next yeah. next few weeks. Obviously, Salah's coming back, so you imagine he goes in on the right. But do you think? I mean, they they've they've been they've been they've been scoring and scoring this season. They've been winning games and winning games like it's mm. nothing. But do you, do you think that this right now, with all the injuries, is gonna can slow them down? No, like I think they have enough. You know, I think it just depends on on depth and like. Like their fixture, their like fix, fixture congestion and stuff like that. Honestly, because mm. I'm looking at um, their bench is practically just you. But in terms of um, Salah coming back, oh wait, did Salah play? Uh, oh no, he didn't play the the Luton game. Okay, first, um, yeah. But in, when you look at, for example, Endo, I thought after his first performance against Newcastle, I'm pretty sure I thought he was terrible. I thought this guy was cooked. Mm. And ever yeah, since then, amazing. he's he's been he's been really good. I'm pretty sure he's in all the games that um he started. I think they're unbeaten and they have like a plus thirty two goal difference or something like it's crazy. So wow. it, I I don't know. I, I feel like I've got I've got confidence in them to to be able to to sustain it because obviously McAllister's uh, been playing better recently. Uh, obviously Javier Elliott had a good performance, but Salah's coming back in as well. And then their backline is like um I think Bradley, Van Dijk, Gomez, and Kwanzaa. Um, so I, I've got faith in them to sustain it. I think it's just one more injury could tip the boat. For example, if Van Dyke goes down, I, I don't yeah. know, man. If Van Dyke goes down, I think it, it might be over. But, but yeah, right, right now, as it stands, with players hopefully, well, hopefully for them coming back into into the team in the next few weeks, I think they should have enough to to keep to keep it going. Mm. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I think yeah, they've. Like even even the players that they're having to rely on now have been picking up minutes throughout the season. Like they've been rotating them out. It's not like these guys are coming in cold or anything. Like obviously there are there are young players on the bench who haven't played, but the guys they were talking about, like your Elliots and your Graham Birches and obviously McAllister's been a mainstay in the team. Ender's been better and better um since his first game. Those guys have been playing football matches and they've been part of the winning team. So I don't think that the form of will be the fall off will be too bad, but I think yeah, as you said, one more injury could tip the boat, and um, yeah, then it would be it would be interesting to see. But um, moving on uh, to Spurs, played against Wolves and lost two one at home. Um, this was a it was a it was an interesting game. I don't know. I I I was kind of I was a bit surprised by how end to end it was. To be honest, like like you normally associate Spurs with. Well, under Ange, anyway, like they control the games, nice football. Do you know what I mean? And they keep it, they keep you in your half, and they create chances that way. But Wolves were just constantly able to hit them on the, on the counter attack in the channels when when the fullbacks would invert. And I just don't think anyone on Spurs really played too well, to be honest. Other than other than really Van der Ven, I'd say he made a couple good couple good like recoveries and obviously with his pace. But I think Wolves did really well to kind of just. Exploit that, um, run at them in the space. Uh, Pedro Neto was incredible for the assist for I think it was their second goal. Was yeah. like he literally pick, picks it up from and from his own half and just runs the whole length of the pitch, pulls it back like that's a that's a winger. Um, and yeah, Wolves did well as well defensively. Um, like very very organised. Like they were they were proper solid at the back, aggressive in the duels, winning the challenges, and they were just ready to spring off on the counter attack as soon as as soon as they got the ball back and. Yeah, I don't know. I think for Spurs, it was a bit, they were a bit lost in terms of creating things um, going forward. I don't think, 
Yeah, I don't think Richardson played particularly well this game. Uh, I think Son, Son was back on the left, and I just don't think he's best on the left, to be honest, at this stage in his career. Um, and yeah, no, it was, it, was a, it was a weird one for Spurs. I feel like with them, their, their weakness in terms of this top four kind of race, I guess, could be their attack in the long run. Um, if obviously Richardson has hit form recently, but if Richardson's hitting form and then you've got to, you've got to play Son on the left, I don't think that that really gets the most out of him. Yeah. Kulisevsky's performances, I think, have kind of been a bit up and down this season. He's not really hit the heights that he did when he first came to the league, and it was kind of like you know what I mean. Um, mm. So I don't know. I think the attack. I don't know if Richardson doesn't keep up this hot streak that he's been on recently. I think they could really let him down um, going into the going into the run in the season. What what do you make of Spurs right now? Um, I don't know. I kind of had the same thoughts as you. I didn't watch the game, but um, from what I've been like hearing and seeing, uh, did Madison play? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, he I heard he wasn't was too. Great. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've heard. I've heard he wasn't too great as well. And I know he came off the bench against us. He's, I can't remember if he came off the bench or started in the cup game, but he didn't really play that well in that game either. Like I didn't really notice him. Like I don't know. That that's something big that that they're gonna have to seriously think about now because. You've got Madison, um, who's coming back from injury, who might not like fully get back to to how he was like soon. And you know, you kind of need them to to be picking up points at this stage. And then you've mm. got Son, who's as you said, like playing on the left. This it's not for him anymore. Like he's, I don't know. I thought that for a while actually that that he's not really a he's not really a good winger anymore. Like his his general play just isn't like there anymore on the wing. Like he's, yeah. he's more, it's way better when he plays down the middle. But at the same time, Richarlison's been playing well recent weeks and he's a striker. So it's like, what do you do at that point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I kind of agree with you. Like I, I feel like um, more than anything, it's going to be their attack. Like if they can't win games, well, it, well, if they can't win games with Son on the left, Madison in the 10, Kulisiewski on the right or Brennan on the right and then Richarlison up top, like I don't know. It's gonna, it's gonna be a bit. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard because now you've got you've got guys like guys like the the red side of Manchester that are starting to <laughs> starting to make things click, and it's like I don't know. Like if their attacks clicking, I don't know, man. They, that 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 top four race, boy. That top four race. United. I don't know how United always do this, man. Every season, <laughs> you just think these these guys have not played one good match. You look at the table and they're just about in the top four race. They're there and you're like, wow. Yeah, we're, I, I, we're a massive club, bro. Even in our banner era, we're finishing second, bro. Like, bro, it's, it's crazy. The the badge. It's crazy, bro. They'll call your manager a P teacher and he was coming second. Bro, this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. I can't believe it, man. But yeah. Yeah, no, I guess I guess we can go into the we can go into the United game then. Um mm. against Luton. Two one win, hot start for us. Two goals from Hoyland right at the beginning of the game. Um, that's seven goals in his last six Premier League games. And he's the youngest, youngest player ever to do that in the Premier League. And yeah, man, he's he's hitting form. And one thing I'll say, yeah, is us Man United fans are not often united on on the point of view when it comes to players, when it comes to anything going on in the club. But for the most part, I can say the majority of United fans I was seeing, even throughout Hoyland's bad spell in the Premier League when he wasn't scoring, were saying, this guy will come good. Like, we can see it. We we can see with our eyes what he's got 
to bring to us. And obviously, we're scoring in the Champions League. For us, it was kind of like a matter of time until one drops from in the Prem. And of course, we weren't really, we weren't really creating chances for him at the beginning of the season either. Like he, he was really having to fend for himself. He's a young player coming into a, a league that he's not played in. Um, and I think, yeah, he kind of was, yeah, he was showing a bit of his inexperience at the beginning, trying to rough up to centre backs. I think too much and get into yeah. like trying to trying to play too much into that side of it. Um, and I think now his overall game has improved in terms of the way he does hold up the ball and bring players into into play. He can turn off, he can spin, he can dribble. Um, really dangerous in transition and he's showing his finishing as well, which is obviously the main thing about about your striker. You want to put the ball in the back of that. And yeah, um, second goal was at, at first, at first, when I first watched it, I was like, I thought, to be honest, I thought Garnacho scored it when, because the camera even pans in when he's, when it, when it went in. But on the replay, bro, that was, uh, that was 100% intentional. The way he slipped Crazy. his chest, I was like, yeah, that's a, Inzaghi like finish there. That's a that's a strike. You know what I mean, but um, yeah, two no up early in the game, and it and it seemed like we were going to be playing sailing, and then Luton come back with score. Um, and Nana, I think for that goal, yeah. did not cover himself. In, <laughs> did not cover yeah. himself in at all. Um, I I don't know. I feel like you just have to be more. You have to be more dominant as a goalkeeper there. If you're going to come out, and make that decision to come out. You've got to. You gotta make sure you're getting the ball before the before the man, or at least you're you're blocking um, the shot. But from 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 that point on, when when Luton scored, it was kind of the story of even the story of our games throughout this four one four run four game run of um, wins in the league. It's been like we we go ahead and then the game just becomes a frantic end to end like constant like there's no like control. In the game at all, and I think, like, bro, Luton away, like Luton away is not an easy place to go. Like, I think what Liverpool dropped points there. They, I don't think you guys dropped points there, but they gave you a game. Bro, like we this. should, we should have, man, got lucky. Yeah, they should have. They, they gave you a game. Arsenal got a late winner as well. Mm. Um, but in all of those games, like Liverpool, Arsenal, City, um. When they came to Kenworth Road, they still dominated the ball. They still dominated possession. Luton had fifty-seven percent possession of the ball against us. Like that's Crazy. that's not good. That's not good enough. We need to be we need to be controlling these games. And I think to be honest, you you have to look at you have to look at the midfield. Um, Casemiro, I've 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 said it before on on this podcast. Uh, that 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 brother is he's finished, man. Like even the the. The timing of his tackles now is completely gone. That was one thing that he was all like the defensive side of it was one thing that like last season I was saying Casemiro is a good signing because not for the fee, but just because of the defensive midfield, that's the position that we need. And off the ball, like he's gonna he's gonna bring solidity in defense. And that's what he did last season, to be fair. After after the first few games, he was a bit he, he took a while to warm up to it, but during our run when when I think from December to like March when when we beat Barcelona, beat you guys, won the Carabao Cup. Um, Casemiro was was a like a staple in the team. Like he was so important to us then. But this season, bro, even the like the defensive side is just gone. He never really had the uh, capability on the ball in terms of uh, composure, receiving, uh, progressing play. And now the defensive side of it is gone as well. And it's just like even that, even that. Um, 
even his defensive ability allowed us to control games because we we'd stop teams on the transition and we'd be able to kind of then um, counterattack them. But like that's gone now. He's picking up bookings like every game. Um, think yeah, and then Bruno on the other end. I think in this like this this run of games has kind of masked like his his performances. The fact that we've been winning, people haven't really been talking about it, but. He's he's not been good in these games, man. Like these are games when from your captain, from your number 10, you need someone who's gonna be able to just put their foot on the ball and say, Do you know what I mean? Can't like we're two 0 up here, like let's knock the ball around sideways a bit, let's maintain possession, build up properly in the start, like a, a proper like organized attack. But every, at every at every moment he just wants to go forward. And that that is how Bruno is, to be fair. And we've known that as Man United fans, but I don't, I don't know, man. When it's to the detriment of the team, like it just makes our games frantic. Um, it's, it's frustrating to see, and it's it's a weird one because at the same time, it's like this is this is clearly what Ten Hag wants in a way. Like he wants us to be this transitional team. He wants us to go forward as quickly as possible. But when it when it makes the games like this, it's just not. You never feel you never feel like confident and safe. I would say. Well, for for that first half, I think in the second half we were better defensively. Um, I think Casemiro came off at halftime for McTominay, um, and then Luchel came off due to injury. But um, we were we were more solid defensively as a unit, and then we had loads of chances on the counter attack to score. But Nacho should have scored. Rashford had a couple of chances. I think Corlin had another chance um, for the hat trick. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, obviously happy with the three points, um, of course, but. Like the control in these games needs to come, and it needs to come soon if we want to. Like if we seriously want to mount a mount a top four charge and get back into the Champions League this season or for next season, because yeah, obviously four wins on the bounce is nice, but okay, other than Villa, you would have like those are points that we you would have expected us to to pick up. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, but. Did did you watch the game? What did, what did you make on it? What were what were your thoughts? Hello, I was I was hate watching, man, bro. I, I needed Liam to give me something, but fortunately it wasn't to be. Now, nah, but I can't lie. I feel like this game to me kind of like kind of I don't know. I wouldn't say it's like a big revelation, but it's like kind of indicating where like the next steps or like the progression for this United team is. Because I thought Rashford played quite well, and yeah. I think in the last few games he's actually improved quite a bit, like his performances. And I thought, uh, I wouldn't say, I don't know if I'd say Garnacho played well, but I still feel like he, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he he's someone that could be like a serious sort of member of the of the team. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not someone yeah, who's, who's getting like shipped out or something or sold. Um, and to me, obviously, Hoyland, I've been a fan of Hoyland for like since summer. So it's like, to, to me, it feels like that sort of front three, maybe you sign like an Elise or a Neto or, or a right winger over Garnacho, and that's your new front yeah. three. But then Kobe Mining, as usual, looking composed. But then you have Bruno and Casemiro, and it's just like everything they're doing is just it just feels wrong. Like it, to me, it feels like you're you're kind of seeing like like these guys are the problem in a sense. Not mostly they're not the like sole problem of like United, but it's like it feels like everything around them is going good. It's just these two that are kind of like they like they feel out of place if that makes sense. And I feel like that's probably the next sort of progression. I can't remember who started at the back for you. Was it Maguire and and uh, uh, it was it was Varane and, Varane and 
I think it's Maguire. Was Maguire, yeah. Yeah, and then, then Lindelof Dallow came right back. Had another good performance, Dallow. He's yeah, been solid, this solid. Season. And then Shaw came off at halftime. Yeah. He started. So I think that's kind of like, obviously Shaw injury prone, but Shaw's still like the best left back in the world, in my opinion. And then Dallow's been really good this season. Um, Maguire, you could, you probably will end up sounding like a centre-back that will maybe yeah, take a space, maybe not. And then Lissandra would be the other centre-back. Um, it feels like the whole team is sort of like coming into shape, but it's just like, I don't know, it feels like Bruno and Casemiro are kind of like mm, out of place, which is crazy because one is your captain and one's a, yeah. one's like one of your biggest signings in like recent years. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so I don't know. It's, it's kind of mad to say, but apart from that, um, I don't know. The, the main sort of question, the, the main sort of question that I want to ask is that I've seen, I've seen uh, H on Twitter, the United fan is a, good analyst i've seen him say like um he sort of brought up the the passing maps of onana casemiro bruno and it was sort of like all of their passes were like long sort of diagonals and what he sort of like hinted at was that it might be by instruction what, what do you think of that do you think it's is ten hag kind of saying to them like you know go long or whatever or do you think it's more like a it's more like I don't know. Just the players are just doing it themselves, or or he's la- he's not directly telling them to to calm it down. Do you know what I mean? Well, what would you say? Would no, you I say think, it's in it? I think I think it's definitely by instruction. Uh, it was the only last week he was kind of talking about how we went forward at every opportunity, like regardless of the like even after being one 0 up, like we kept going forward, we kept attacking, and I think mm-hmm. that's how he wants us to play that direct style. Um, I think, I do think he, because he wants us to be a transitional team, but you can be a transitional team with control. Like you would say, Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool um, in the beginning were a highly transitional team, but they still did control games to an extent. Like they were compact um, and so defensively. And that's something that we're not right now. And I think we're trying to get to that point. Um, And I think, yeah, of course, that's why we're, we're playing so forward, but I don't think, I don't know, it's a weird one because I don't think we need to be playing, we don't, like, it's not every time the ball has to go forward, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think you need to find that, you need to find that balance and I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's down to Ten Hag's instruction or if it's down to the players, Casemiro and Bruno, because obviously with their tendencies already to kind of be a bit more um, risky in possession, I'll say, um, like that with the instruction will amplify it. Whereas someone like Kobe, Kobe will be receiving more or less the same instruction in terms of with the ball. Or, may, or, or maybe maybe he's being told to be the one to calm it down, to be fair. But mm. he would he will be encouraged to play progressively. And the way he does it, the way he goes about it is in a more controlled manner. Like it's not every time. It's when the pass is there and he, he knows he can make it. He goes mm. for it and, and it's secure. So I don't know. Yeah. I think it's definitely I think it's definitely by instruction um, from Ten Hag. But yeah, I do agree with your point about the the kind of evolution of the team. We can kind of see um, the points that we do need to address um, going forward. And it's a weird one because I think like Casemiro will definitely be addressed in the summer. Like we're definitely, I think we should definitely sign um, a defensive midfielder for sure to be his his replacement, um, especially with all the talk of him leaving and stuff early in the season. But Bruno is the one where it's like he's probably going to stay unless there's a unless there's a really big offer from Saudi or something 
and we accept it. And even even if that's the case, I don't think he'd want to go there. Like I yeah. think it'd have to be a big offer from like a another big European team that would tempt yeah. him to go. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how obviously how it works out going forward with Ineos and stuff. So Jim's now officially in. Um, um, we're trying to get like Dan Ashworth and stuff to be our director of football. So it's going to be interesting to see the direction they take the team in. But um, yeah, no, I think definitely it's by it's by instruction um, at the moment. But um, yeah, so moving on to Arsenal, um, obviously another big win uh, for them, five 0 over Burnley. Saka and Odegaard again showing showing out. Uh, Warming up, to be honest, for for the running, uh, it's it's looking a bit it's looking a bit scary over there. I'm not gonna lie, these big these big score lines after a few weeks ago, we were talking about how they can't how they couldn't score. It seems like they're they're finally converting the chances. I think with Arsenal, it's a weird one because like even even when when they were struggling to score, like against think back to the game against West Ham uh, at the end of last year, um, mm. where they they lost yeah they lost at Emirates. Like even in that game, bro, they had so many chances to score. Like they could have easily beat West Ham if they like yeah. Jesus missed a bunch of chances that game. Um, I think Saka, I think Saka missed some in that game as well. Um, but now it seems to be tri- uh, seems to be clicking for them. Uh, Saka and Odegaard, as I said, showing up. Trossard as well start picking up as well. Um, Havertz even coming in and um, riding some some goals and as well as some decent play as well all round. He seems to be a bit more involved now. Um, so yeah, what what do you what do you think of Arsenal in terms of going forward? Have they have they solved this kind of this problem with the with the goal scoring? I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if they have because trying to remember. I didn't I didn't watch the the Arsenal Burnley game, so I can't remember who scored. But I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like t- to me. It just feels like they're playing. They're playing. I guess the same and still still just converting the chances. Like the whole thing before of them not being able to score is just like the actual moments they weren't converting the chances. Like I don't think it was it was anything deeper than that. And it's something that will get like rectified if they sign like a, a striker who's more of a goal scorer. Do you know what I mean? Than than like yeah. a Jesus, for example. So I I don't know. To me, it's not really that big of a of a thing. And they've they've also been really good defensively recently as well. I've seen. Yeah, um, I, I think, think they've Kim, been good defensively the whole season, to be honest. Yeah, their their out possession game is so much better than ours, man. It's bro, it, <laughs> it gets me mad, bro. It gets me so mad. Like it's so much better. It's ridiculous. Like like teams can't play through them. Like they struggle so much. And then with us, you just see Rodri panting, running back by himself, and no one helped. Oh, it just gets me mad. But fair, fair play to Arteta, man. He's he's coaching a proper team over there right now, man. I can't lie. They're, they're, they're getting somewhere. But then it just comes down to, I don't know. Now, now it's kind of, now it's coming down to, I guess, mm, I wouldn't say it's the same as last season. Because last season, I wouldn't really put it down to one individual thing. But it feels like the mentality there isn't there yet, if that makes sense. Like, it, I don't know. It, it, it kind of so. feels... even, even with these, even these with these results, I think what five goals and what was it six? Nah, but, West Ham? But like, when... <laughs> obviously it's when... not the running yet, but they're warming up. Mm. They're, they're they're cooking something. Nah, I think they are. But then when you look at the Champions League performance against Sporting, mm. I don't know, man. See that that to me, that's mm. 
I think the next I think the next game against Sporting I'm not Sporting sorry Porto sorry sorry against Porto at home I think that's going to be the big test because we're going to see then when they're one nil down um, on aggregate we're going to see how players react in that situation at home and how they play. Last season, I wouldn't say it was really a mentality thing. I just think they kind of just crumbled at, at the at the last hurdle. But but this this season is really going to be a mentality thing because I think in that Porto game specifically, um, they didn't play well. Porto they had most of the ball, but Porto definitely outplayed them in that game. And I don't know. It always felt like Porto had the better chances in that game. And they didn't. I'm pretty sure Arsenal didn't even have a shot on target. Like Trossard was basically not involved in the game. Havertz didn't really do anything either. And I don't know. It just it, it feel it felt like in the in the biggest moments, for example, I actually missed the start, but I had turned I turned on my TV and Declan Rice had a red card in like a minute. I mean not a red card, sorry, a yellow card in like a minute. So he yeah. was on a on a booking for like the whole game. And then at the end of the game, um I don't know. I wouldn't say Declan Rice is someone who's He's not made for big occasions because I think he actually is. Obviously, he was a captain at West Ham and he's he's been like in these big games before and he's quite experienced. But I don't know. It felt like um, at the end, I think it's, I can't remember if it's Gabriel that loses the ball or something, but Rice loses the ball. Um, no, Rice Rice puts in like a, a tackle or something and wins the ball, but like he gets it caught under his feet and loses it again. And then Arsenal get the ball back Martinelli has the ball, and this is literally like the last minute of the game. Oh, and he tries to switch it. He tries to switch it all the way across the ball, across the field to Saka, and he gets cut out. They go back the other way, and then now it's Rice, and obviously Rice is on the yellow. So if Rice puts in a tackle here, and and Porto at home as well. So if Rice puts in a tackle here, and it goes left, he's missing the next game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he can't really get too close because literally any's like trip, he'll get he'll get second yellow for that. And then they score. They just wrap it from outside the box and they score. So I don't know. That that kind of sequence kind of it feels like I don't know. I don't wanna say like that means like weak mentally, but it feels like that's the type of like lack of experience, I'd say, that we used to have. And I feel like now, for example, in the Champions League final, we saw a lot of it. Like in in, in that Champions League final, we did not play well, but there was like a lot of moments where we'd be going forward and then it'd be like the game would be stretched and instead of like trying like high risk things like Bernardo Silva or like Gundogan would just jog with the ball just keep jogging just keep jogging and then like turn around and wait for the whole team to get up the pitch you kind of just slow things down like get a bit of a control in the game when it's like in a in a sort of like touchy situation and I think that's that's something that they need to sort of develop next I guess but yeah, I don't know. What, what did you think for the the Arsenal Porto game, if you call it? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't actually manage to. I didn't actually manage to catch the game. I was watching the Barcelona okay. one, but um, oh, on, okay. on the on 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 the Arsenal Porto one, obviously, I I want to talk about a certain man on on the left wing because uh, I I obviously was watching the the Barcelona game, but I was scrolling on my timeline and all I was seeing was Martinelli slander. I was hearing he was I was hearing he was kicking the ball into the into the fullback to win corners. Yeah, he, he wasn't good. He wasn't good. What, what, what's, what's happened? What's happened with Martinelli this season? Because I mean, the numbers have fallen off a cliff. I think it's five goals in the league this oh. season. He hit fifteen last season, and I think even what two two of those goals. I remember they came like in the in, last in minute yeah. against Palace, like ninety yeah. plus 
four and Matty plus five. So, what what do you think is going on with Martin this season? I think I don't know. I think he's obviously being hampered by the slight change in dynamics and attack with the with the system obviously with Havertz coming in. Mm. But even with that, like you look on the right wing and Saka's having to deal with the same thing and he's still managing to put down numbers. Like it seems like Martinelli's overall play has just not been it's just not been good enough this season. What what do you think it is? To me it's kind of the same thing as like Haaland. Like he's I think Martinelli's genuinely in bad form this season. But then it's harder to get back into good form when you're playing or you're not being used in the way that's kind of like complements you best, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like he's basically playing on the touchline a lot, a lot of the time. And it's like, that's not his game. Like you don't want Martinelli out all the way there. Like you want him more of like an inside forward, like coming inside. He's their best finisher. Do you know what I mean? Like you want him yeah. getting shots off that goal and stuff. And I don't know if it feels like, you, like players will hit bad form. Like it happens to everyone, but like, when you're in bad form and then on top of that, you can't really like get a goal for your confidence or you can't really get like, like you're not being sort of platformed to to play better. Like it's like, I don't know. It's it's tough. I think, I think that's just been the story of the season for him. Like he's, he's been struggling himself, but also on top of that, like he's not being used correctly. So it's then it's making it harder for him to get out of that, that slump. So I, I don't know. It, it looks like they're sticking with the system right now. Doesn't seem like anything's going to change. Um, I think Havertz, I don't remember. I don't think Havertz got subbed off. I think it was, I think Trossard got subbed off. And I think Havertz went up front, I'm pretty sure. And I think at half time, ooh, who was it? I don't think the Trossard sub was at half time. I can't remember if it was or not, but I, I do know um, at one point Jorginho did come on and it you could tell Arteta was trying to maybe get that control back without Jorginho and Rice pairing, but it didn't really seem didn't really seem to work. So yeah, fair, fair play, fair play to to Porto and and Martinelli. I don't know it, if if this sort of like bad form continues and Saka Saka's Saka's a bit different because Saka's still been sort of getting the goals and assists. Do you know what I mean? He's still been yeah. been uh, producing in, in that aspect. But if he's also not being played in his best position as well, it's like, I don't know, man. It's, it's it, it depends. It, it really depends on, on if they can click at the same time or not, whether they'll, they'll be serious in the title race because they've got some big games uh, coming soon. I'm pretty sure they've pretty sure they've got us at the Etihad. And then I think they've got you guys like second to last game of the season. Yeah. So you guys could do something there for us. And then... I think they you might do something for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah. What, what did you think of the the Napoli Barca game? Though I didn't watch that game. Yeah, no the 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 Napoli Barca game was interesting. I think when it got drawn, I was kind of ex- excited for it, but I think I was looking at it like from a from a lens of last season because mm. lot like yeah. if if you look at it, this is the reigning champions of Spain and the reigning champions of of Italy, but Watching the game, you could just kind of see how both sides had fallen from the heights that they were at last season. Like mm. Napoli, Napoli just didn't look that that smooth build up, that liquid football that was we were seeing clips of all over the timeline last season. They were just getting those things wrong. Like it was so many unforced errors and build up, like giving the ball away in in stupid positions and 
giving Barcelona the opportunity to just attack them and like get get free chance on goal. Um, I think Merritt, the goalkeeper, was really good, kept them in the game. Um, but yeah, they just kind of their 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 build up had just completely gone, and obviously they they um, they're not with the same manager from last season. I think they sacked yeah. they sacked their manager from this season as well. So I don't know. And then even even like when they were trying to attack, like Osimhen was just completely isolated up front. He was, it was like I was watching him for Nigeria again. Like he was just fighting <laughs> for himself, bending for scraps, like brilliant, like trying trying to beast the whole back line. There was no yeah. help from them. Um, and I think Barca, Barca, to be honest, it's just it's just the same criticisms I've had of them um, for for a while now. To be honest, like I think they. They lack like directness in attack, and I think it's because of the way that they play with with Xavi. Obviously, he does like it's a four three three on paper, but Pedri starts left wing, he comes inside. Cancelo's like the left back, but he's really a left winger, like he's wide. And then your Miles on the on the right wing. And I just don't think like like Can- Cancelo is obviously a good player, but he's not a he's not a winger. Like he's not going to provide that explosive burst past a man like you can't like it's not like you're going to switch the ball to him he's one-on-one he's going to burst past a man and put the ball into the box for Lara quickly like that's not he's a fullback and Jamal I I do rate him I think he's a good player but he's not he's not even the most explosive like he's more of a technical like small spaces tight areas like combining with players he's not that type of winger that you'd want one-on-one on a touchline to like to do that and I don't know I just think Boston's attack was a bit it was just a bit. It was a bit stale. Like a lot of their, a lot of their shots even were from outside the box. Even with Napoli like falling over themselves and giving the ball away in dangerous areas, a lot of their sh- like best chances were shots from outside the box. Um, I think, yeah, Lewa popped up with a goal in the Champions League knockout stages. I know it was a rare sight, some might say, but um, <laughs> yeah, good, good finish from him. Nice little assist from Pedri. Very good finish. Yeah. And then I think. Yeah, Barcelona were on top pretty much most of the game until that point, and then after that, Napoli kind of came back with with some um, the home the home fans kind of got on got onto them a bit after they went one 0 down. And I think yeah, they they rallied the troops. Osimhen did well with his goal, shifted. Yeah. I think it was Nico Nico Martinez shifted yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Um, that's my my striker man, my number nine. They were, they were they were they were talking they were talking all sorts of rubbish on his name after Afcon, but they're talking crazy. Mind you, who he is? Do you know what I mean? So um, I, I can't lie that I've seen some criticism of Osimhen. What What do you think about his like in terms of in terms of mentally? What do you think of like his his movement and him? Because I've I've seen that he's offside quite a lot. What do you think yeah. of that aspect of his game? I think he definitely like his timing. Um, in terms of yeah, timing his runs. I think sometimes it's well, yeah. I think I think it's. Sometimes it can be poor. Like even I remember, I remember there was one chance um, against Barca the other day where he's like, like he can see the whole line. Like he's at the back post, he can see the whole line, and he's just still clearly offside, like calling for the ball. I'm like you, as a striker in that situation, you should never be offside. And especially mm-hmm. someone like him, where he's got, he's gonna have the pace on most defenders. He's gonna have the leap on most, if not all, defenders. Like he doesn't need to go early. Like, I think he just needs that little bit of calm like temperament to check make sure he's on and then go from there and like even um sometimes when he's running behind as well he can go a bit early um but yeah i think 
Yeah, that's definitely something that he needs to improve on. But I think in terms of like the, the rest of his game, like his his movement off the ball is is incredible. His hold up play, the way he like brings other players into into the game, um, the way he can create chances out of nothing. I think he's probably probably the best striker in the world at creating chances out of nothing, like com- complete nothing, just getting the ball or passing it off a defender or something, and working some sort of opportunity for him to have a shot. Um, so. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a it's a it's a fair it's a fair criticism, but yeah, and it's definitely something he needs to work on. But um, yeah, no, I think I think either way, man, I think he's a leap for me um, right now. So fair enough. But um, yeah, that's that's all we have for for this week. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Until next week, we're out. <laughs>